What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 60 of the DFS Dose podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I am joined by the two Jays, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. Gentlemen, we got a meaty slate this week. It's hella meaty. 13 games. Uh, interestingly, not one game with a total above 50. So I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, subpar football perhaps, but sometimes that's the best football. So uh, with little to no value as of Thursday afternoon, um, you know, we're going to have to dig deep on this slate and that is what we're going to do. We're going to go position by position as always, a couple 1% plays and best bets to finish the show. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You could support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, almost at 300 followers. So we might do something when we hit that. Need what, like 15 followers to hit that? Mm-hmm. So go ahead, follow us on there. Um, and then, as always, we're on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, all at the DFS Dose. So go ahead, subscribe, like, share, comment, leave a review. All that good stuff, five stars only, and that's the best way to support us. Yeah, if you're, uh, there's some good apps out there. If you're an Android user as well, if you want to, you know, subscribe yeah, to the podcast if, as well. If you don't have the superior, you know, phone, i.e., iPhone, then you gotta listen on SoundCloud or YouTube. But you know, if you have, if you have the, the best phone in the world, the iPhone, you just go on your little podcast app comes with every iPhone and search up the DFS dose. All right. Well, now we know why Joey plays so big every week because he's getting those Apple checks sent to him uh, for the sponsorship. <laughs> so um, do you guys have any, uh, you know, general thoughts over overview ish thoughts about this week 14 slate? It's a big one. I think the big question mark is, are we playing calf or are we not playing calf? That is an interesting question. Um, my initial lean is no, I'm not. And I, I know that Joey disagrees with me on this take. But, also, uh, are we playing Lamar or are we not playing Lamar? Are we playing Michael Thomas or are we not playing Michael Thomas? The big three, if you will. It's the big three. You could, and then, you know, just play Patrick Laird and, you know, Parrish Campbell yeah. and um, a couple other bums. If you want, yeah. I guess. Patrick Laird for the win. <laughs> could could be definitely a stars and scrubs type week. What are you thinking about this slate, Joey? Um, I think you summed it up pretty well. There's little to no value, but you know, some stuff may open up as some people get ruled out this weekend and you know, so forth and so on. But it's looking like an alright slate. I think the toughest uh decision for me personally is like figuring out which quarterback can fit the build. Um, oh, quarterback is it's kind of shaky this week, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely narrow. Um, I mean, let's just jump into it right now, starting off with uh, with quarterback. Uh, we can piggyback off of what Jared said with uh, my guy, Lamar Jackson. You know, I've been more than willing to pay up for him every single week. In cash, I've done it multiple times this week, and he's paid off seven straight games with 26 or more dk points and you know it's a tough matchup and the bills match up really well with the ravens and what they try to do on offense you know tredavious white will shadow hollywood brown most likely and they're number one in the league at stopping tight ends mark andrews has been jackson's number one target over five straight games so i think that this is going to be a really 
close competitive game, but you know, Lamar Jackson is matchup proof, you know, f- straight up. And and the way that fantasy scoring works, it benefits him so well. I mean, I would expect him to be right in that 26 DK point range once again. It's just a matter of, you know, 7,400 on DraftKings. Like, it's just, it's not the same as it's been in weeks weeks past, I don't think. Yeah, yeah I mean, facts. it's just, and, I, and it's an expensive price tag to pay for him. But I do agree that he is match or proof. And he'll probably, you know, score around his 25 to 30 points. But I just think there's some quarterbacks on the cheaper end of things where, you know, they their outcomes might be in the mid-20s. So I think it'd be uh, worth uh, paying down this week at quarterback and not playing Lamar Jackson as the highest-priced quarterback on the slate. So uh, throw some names out there. Who are these? Who are these guys we're paying down for in cash games? Uh, I mean, it's kind of ugly, but... I think Ryan Tannehill's in play going up against the Raiders who have one of the worst pass defenses in terms of DVOA. And Ryan Tannehill's actually been pretty decent since stepping in as a starter. Um, Only one game under 15 fantasy points on DraftKings so far since he's been a starter. So I think think he's a pretty safe play at 5.8K. I think it's uh, 19. If I'm not mistaken, and his six starts, one game under 19 points, even even higher. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> used the 15 baseline, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and yeah, like you said, Oakland's a great matchup. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterback. You know, the concern that I have with Tannehill, and I think he is a good play at 5.8. I'm definitely interested, but the concern is, you know, right, if they don't get the passing touchdown from you know 20 yards or further downfield. Once you get inside the 15, it's like, what are the chances that that's going to be a passing touchdown and not a Derrick Henry touchdown? Facts. Yeah, so, there's there's a lot of the, – Derrick Henry is questionable, and he has a hamstring injury. So there is a realistically realistic chance he does miss. If he doesn't miss, lock and load Tannehill. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's a ton of guys in this range that, like, you could play. Well, not a ton, just four. If Derrick Henry misses, lock and load Deion Lewis at 3.5K. Yeah, Tannehill to Deion Lewis, you could do anything with your lineup. Yeah, um, and and even if Henry does play, I think Tannehill's squarely in play. But who who are some other guys in this range you like, Jared? I mean, I like Sam Darnold. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like Jacoby Brissett. Mm -hmm. Um... That's really it, I guess. I'm yeah, not I mean, really a fan of anybody else. I heard a lot of people talking about Minshew, but over the last eight weeks, uh, the charges have been pretty elite versus uh, pass the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, They're healthier now, too. Yeah, especially back. Derwin's back now, right, I think? Yep. Yeah, is. that's a huge, huge upgrade to that defense. Um, he's like, he's like, the, he's like the king to that defense. Like that's their missing piece. Um, I mean, you could play Baker, I guess, but like Baker sucks. So yeah. I wouldn't. Do I'd rather that. I'd rather play Winston for a hundred more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jameis Winston, like probably wouldn't play him in cash. But a GPP lock and load every week, Winston's fine. But my favorite is probably Sam Darnold as a home favorite. Um. 
a home big favorite. It's up to, or no, well, it's down to five points now, but they're a five-point favorite with the rising implied team total. Um, up to 25 and a half as of right now. Yeah, but, like, again, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick on the road is an underdog. He's going to throw it 50 times. So, like, that's fine also. Yep, and, um, and they're, the, they're the same price, which definitely, you know, creates uh, sort of a question mark on which direction you want to go. Both defenses are terrible. So, yeah. In my opinion, it's if you if you play Devontae Parker, if you end up getting to Devontae Parker and play Fitzpatrick, if you're going to play Robbie Anderson like I am, I'm playing Sam Darnold. That's how I am. That's how I'm going at it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think both are options. I was looking more at Fitzpatrick, you know, before we talked before the show, just because, you know, the Jets have the number two rush DVOA in the league and they can't stop the pass to save their lives. Fitzpatrick loves to, you know, just sling it as it is. And the, the lone elite player slash the lone good player in the Jets secondary is Jamal Adams. And he's in legit danger of missing this game, which is just a boost for Fitzpatrick. I mean, we're talking about a terrible secondary losing their only good piece. So Yeah, but also name one player on the Miami defense. Like, just name any single player on the defense. Go ahead. Name one player. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, that's that's, that's tough. That, that's I mean, a good... That's exactly. A good. Literally, you cannot name one player. And I'm very good with names. I know a lot of players. I cannot name a player on their defense. Like, yeah. well, in the secondary. I mean, yeah, Sam Darnold is one of the best quarterback plays on the board. Just Miami is just a spot to target for all quarterbacks. I mean... Wentz has been trash, and he popped off against them last week. So Sam Darnold is squarely in play, and um, I think for me personally, it's between him or Tannehill, uh, depending on you know what happens with some of the value plays. For sure, yeah. I can't trust Fitzpatrick. Yeah, just... yeah, there's definitely that as a factor as well. Playing Fitzpatrick and Cash is, uh, you know, not not yeah. a good peace of mind there. Yeah, I'm as of now, I have Darnold. Um, if Henry misses, lock a little Tannehill, because that's in my opinion, that's probably like that'd be the biggest swing of the slate. Because Tannehill yeah. should be fifty percent if Derrick Henry misses, because they have, I forgot the running back's name already, blasting game to run the ball, and Deion Lewis is a swing back, like yep. GG. They might run it five times. And, you know, even so, I mean, losing Henry would also be a downgrade to their offense. So, you know, we're going to have to consider this in multiple games, uh, you know, at this point in the season going forward. You know, historically, the second division matchup is always going to be lower scoring, even if it doesn't set up that way on paper. Like, you know, projections, I think, seldomly take that into account. But, you know, like, we'll talk about the Carolina-Atlanta game in a, in a minute here. And, like, that, again, is a game that could be less scoring than it should be just because these teams have played recently and that's just the way things go historically so i think that that's like another plus to Tannehill versus fitzpatrick and darnold although both of them on the surface are definitely really good plays a couple other guys i want to name real quick um joey i'm interested in your opinion on uh thomas brady here at 6.1k at home in a game that they're going to have to keep up with mahomes this should be a game where brady is throwing a lot um and scoring a lot but again, you know, it's kind of dust. But uh, what do you think about that? What do you think of Thomas, <laughs> Mr. Thomas? Brady? Good old Tom, the goat. Um, nah, I think I've. You know, this might be 
you know, an unpopular opinion this week, but I think he's in cash consideration. I mean, it's a cheap price tag, 61. Uh, like you said, it's going to be a high-scoring game against the Chiefs. And, you know, if the Chiefs come out and, you know, they come out and get a quick lead on the Patriots, Tom Brady's going to have to throw. I think, uh, you know, non-biased, I think the Patriots should be able to handle this game. I oh think just because it's in New England. <laughs> And the Patriots are on a 23-game uh, home win streak. So the Patriots are tough to beat, and I think it'll be a close game all the way through. And obviously Kansas City has the firepower to, to beat any uh, defense. So I think Tom Brady is uh, squarely in cash consideration. And, um, you know, if I'm feeling it come Sunday, he will be in my lineup. Just the only concern is just the lack of weapons that the Patriots have just uh, – some questionable, questionable guys. Um, sets sets fan, up it's... well for stacking, though, because there's really only two guys that you can consistently mm-hmm. trust and uh, both pair well with Brady. Joe, yeah, you I mean, know it... what happened with streaks? <laughs> they all come to an on sometime. I mean, I yeah. just like uh, Chiefs plus three. That's interesting to me. I mean, it, it'll be a close game. I mean, it's projected to be a close game, obviously. Spread is three. Um, highest uh, total on the slate at 48 and a half. I think Tom Brady is squarely in play, although the field might not agree with that. I think I think he has a realistic shot to score over 20 DraftKings points in this game. And, you know, if it comes in garbage time and they're losing, then that still counts. So, yeah, oh, okay, got that's it. how I look at it. Definitely. No, I agree with that take. And, you know, the other guy that I want to just shout out, I think has some cash viability. I don't think this will be a popular opinion, but I think that you could consider Josh Allen, who has been, you know, completely matchup proof. I mean, he's been like basically the most consistent, you know, quarterback in fantasy, basically, you know, besides Lamar Jackson, of course. But I mean, since week five, hasn't had a game under 17 points. And lately he's been showing his ceiling like he did at the end of last year as well. Um you know, it's tough because Baltimore doesn't really allow a ton of scoring, but still, I mean, Josh Allen has played tough defenses, Dallas, Denver, and put up 20 over them over the last two weeks. So, I mean, 6.2K has got, you know, a really high rushing equity in his team, a high touchdown equity in his team. And, you know, I like Josh Allen at home in this spot as well, but I just, I don't know how much I like him compared to the other guys that we've talked about, but he's definitely in consideration for me. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Scrub. I mean, no, 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 no. Not after Thanksgiving can we tolerate any okay, more Josh first Allen of all, hate yeah, on yeah, this podcast. First of all, he went, first of all no, 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 no. First of all, no, first of all, the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, the worst no, team no, no, in the no, NFL. No, 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 no. Listen, Sec- listen, listen, second of all, no. Listen, listen, listen. Josh Allen went into the America's team home field and took a fat shit on Jerry Jones. He did. And America's shit. America, America's shit. The shit heard around America. <sighs> I mean, twenty nineteen. Muscled that whole defense on that one play. I mean, you're not wrong. This dude picked up the ball from the bottom of the pile and ran through whoever that that little baby ass cornerback was, and then flexed in his face. I mean, if we're being real, you know, in 2019, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the AFC East. But we come exactly, out. exactly, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's time to move on because <laughs> this is getting out of hand. No, are there any? Uh, it's this cool. is the Josh Allen and Tyler Boyd podcast. Just a bunch of scrubs, man. I mean, I don't I, understand what the issue is. I know that sounds like I, w- I would subscribe to that. Yeah, I yeah I might yeah yeah. For Maybe sure. we can get them on as guests one day to just uh, so you guys can fanboy over them some more. But anything is possible. Um, That's fine. Are there any definitely. other quarterbacks we need to shout out here? Anybody got interest in uh, Derek Carr at home for five K? I mean, he's, I mean, he's god awful, but he's cheap. Move on. Move yeah, on. I think I think uh, Watson will have some popularity. I know yeah. he's popping up on uh, Roto Grinders, but after what he did against the Patriots, I think people will be inclined to go back to him at home against the Broncos, and I wouldn't mind playing him at sixty five hundred. Um, I don't, I don't know if it. I will, but I don't. I don't think he's a bad play. I think he should uh, hit around twenty points. Yo, yeah. the ultimate GPP play. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. When when Friday comes, or no, t- what day is? Yeah, Friday comes. Friday morning comes, and the Chargers are just like, fuck it. Sick of we're sick of Philip Rivers. <laughs> sick of this guy. Here comes Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I would lock that in. Trucking I don't think along. it's going to happen, but I would lock it in. Hey, you never know. No, that's not going to happen. You never know. Yo, nah, Nick Foles don't. just got paid a million, like fucking, like a billion dollars in offseason. He got benched after one half. Here's the thing. They won't do it beforehand, but they might do it in the first quarter. So just exactly. play him. First play him play- as the backup. Get him at 0.01%. And uh, when he snaps... Yeah, you could hit me up, tip me, thank me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because we won't be doing it, but um. Yeah, yeah. But I'm you definitely should. not. I'm definitely not doing that. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think that's it. Unless you guys have any interest in, uh, you know, Duck Hodges in the nut matchup on the road, but nah. That, the only, tough. I mean, you could always play. Yo, honestly, I don't mind Mahomes. Oh, I know. oh yeah, yeah. We didn't bring up Rodgers or Mahomes because they're too expensive for cash, but for sure, GPP both. Yeah, Rodgers is Rodgers is fine. I'm not going there because there's no way that he does what he did. he's going to do what he did last week because I really think they're going to run the ball a lot this week with um, Aaron Jones. We're going to get that get to that in a minute, but Mahomes, like, I don't know, dude. We know Belichick. He let. He let Lamar Jackson embarrass him on national TV. I believe that. Anyone else believe that? Oh, staged. Anyone else believe that? Yeah, I think so. He let Lamar embarrass him on national TV. He let Watson embarrass him on national TV. This one should be on TV. He let, yeah, he let him. Oh. So he's going to let Tyreek Hill run crazy like he did last year. Yeah, when the two years Chiefs ago. put up put up forty points on those bums and lost. Yeah, um, he's he's Tough. not he's not gonna take away Kelsey this game. He's gonna put he's gonna put Gilmore on like Watkins. Oof. He's gonna he's gonna leave Kelsey one on one with like a backup safety. He's gonna be like, you guys take this one, I'll take the next one. And then uh, he's gonna you want me shit to... on them in the playoffs. Nah, I'm not gonna describe their defensive plan, but I mean it's so Oh yeah, right. you don't wanna let the you don't wanna let the Chiefs at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I wanna They appreciate you looking correct. out. They appreciate you looking out. Yeah, good job, Joey. You protected your boys. They Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. 
Oh shit. Let's uh <laughs> let's move on to running back here. Um we can talk about uh what Jared brought up at the top of the show, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Look, he's come off the ten point five K price tag that he's been locked into for a month straight, a whopping two hundred dollar discount all the way down to ten three. You know, I wouldn't call that affordable, but you know, the question isn't the price because he's always worth his price. I think the question is whether or not, you know, what the Panthers are doing organizationally is going to impact what they're doing on the field. They opted to fire their head coach with four games left to play. So I think that's a pretty clear indication about where their priorities are. It's, you know, 2020 and beyond. So if that's what this team is doing is giving Christian McCaffrey a hundred more touches over the next four games, like optimal doesn't seem to be, but um, I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. I just don't think that if you're paying over 10 K for a player in cash, you want any question mark whatsoever. And I think that it's a legit question mark, whether or not it's probable or not is, you know, up for debate, I think, but I mean, I don't know. I think that there's some other directions you can go. So that's my answer to the question about, uh, whether or not to play McCaffrey or not, but you know, open up the floor. What do you guys think about it? I don't think he's gonna get a managed workload. I this Ron Rivera thing was coming for a long time. This this was a conversation yeah. in the in the preseason and the off season. This was a conversation that was just bound to happen. Right. Um, I agree, but and they also like ran a report on ESPN, and they talked about how just the owner didn't want to search for a head coach behind his back because he had, you know, respect for Ron Rivera. So he just wanted to, to let him know straight up that he was gone. So they just fired him. Doesn't that kind of sound think, like PR bullshit, though? No, I, mean, I believe it. I mean, this, I mean, this isn't a public relations class, but I'm, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we only fired him out of respect for him. Like, come on. I mean... Well, they didn't fire it for him. He just respects him enough to not do to not search for a head coach behind his back. Like, I would do that too. Like, if I'm gonna replace you, like you're gone. There's no reason for you to stay the last four weeks just because for what? For no reason. Like you're leaving anyways. So again, but they're out of the playoffs. So what's the reason to damage the body of your most valuable asset? I mean, his body's gonna get damaged either way. Not if I mean, yeah, I guess, but. I mean, over I, I the course you, of time, but... it's gonna get damaged. Okay, they're not gonna, they're not gonna put their best player on the workload management. They're still playing these games. They're still competitive. He's still gonna be their focal point of their offense. And you're just a donkey if you think <laughs> otherwise. I think okay. that might be a legitimate conversation when they're officially eliminated. I yeah, which that's, that's te- well said. Technically, they're not. So technically, these are grown-ass men, and they're not going to be like, I only want 10, 10 touches, or I'm only giving him 10 touches because I don't want him to get hurt. He's a grown-ass 22-year-old dude. He doesn't take hard hits as it is. I think his, He's a num- hard I think his number is 22. I don't think he is 22. He's 22 or 23. He's young as hell. He's a hard-working running back, and he wants all the smoke. Yeah, okay. he wants he wants this smoke. All right, and smoke boys. and is he, first is he of all, in your cash for, lineup, smoke boys. Of course, of course. It depends. It depends how this this value works out. Like we're waiting on Parrish Campbell news. We're waiting on Derrick Henry news. Mm-hmm. Like it, maybe. I think the Derrick Henry news can be the most impactful news on the slate because he didn't practice on Wednesday and he was limited on Thursday with the hamstring. And obviously, as a running back, um, you know your hamstring 
injury matters a lot because, you know, obviously it'll impact your ability to run the ball. So if he's out and Deion Lewis will become the starter, and he's 3.5K, and he'll be chalk. Just say that right now. He'll be chalk. So I think if Derrick Henry's out, I think Deion Lewis is just a lock and load, and then Paris Campbell will probably play too, and he's a lock and load, and that opens up your entire lineup. I don't yeah. think – I just want to say I don't think that he's going to sit. I mean, he may not be as effective with the hamstring injury, but if he's practicing limited Thursday, that is trending towards play. You so. never know. Yeah, hamstring could easily get a setback. That's fact, why – Yeah, that is true. That's true. But I don't think we should proceed assuming that that value is going to open yeah. up. Yeah, no. Well, that's why I You're said right. we have to wait and see if I'm playing. That's That would be the reason I play McCaffrey. And uh, make sure you follow the DFS Dose on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll be uh, keeping you apprised of all information regarding Derrick Henry. But um, yeah. so what are some of the other running backs that you guys are considering for cash games besides CMC? Lenny. Lenny at the Good high line. end. We're probably going to – Delvin Cook, first of all, if he was fully healthy, it'd be a conversation, but I still think he'd be too expensive. He has a and it, and it, what was the injury yeah. he has a chest I think it was a clavicle yeah it was and he's playing grown ass men in football with a clavicle injury he's not gonna last a full game I'll tell you that right now I mean what would be really lit is if they just sat him for this game because they, they honestly should. don't it's, need him and open up my boy Madison as the goat. Yeah, player, I don't think that's stupid. gonna happen. It's it's I don't uh, is yeah. he practicing? Yeah, Limit, he's Mike limited. Zim- I Mike Zimmer said today that he's playing Sunday and he'll be close to one hundred percent. Yeah, I know, but so, is this a David Johnson thing? When David Johnson no. was fine and he played, and then he played one step and was like, "Nah, I can't do this." Mm. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so either, but I do think it's a situation where the Vikings could be up by 21 at the half and then Madison just eats. Like, I think that Madison yeah. is still in play for GPPs uh, regardless because he's going to go yeah. under-owned if Cook is active and uh, could definitely have a big role in a great matchup. I mean, Cook is 100% playing, so there's really yeah. no question Agreed. mark about it. Um, but, yeah, so, anyways, he's too expensive. So he's, yeah, I, he's think, in I, I think he's in play for GPP, but not cash. Um, but Leonard Fournette is definitely one of the best uh, plays on the board at seventy eight hundred. Absolutely, yeah. Thirty targets over the last three weeks as a running back is nuts, and then he'll get his usual, you know, fourteen to twenty rush attempts, just crazy usage right behind Christian McCaffrey, and you're getting, you know, twenty five hundred dollar discount on him. Um, so if you're fading McCaffrey, I think you start with Fournette and work your way. Uh, down from there yep i agree with that 100 percent. and i'm really interested personally in uh alvin Kamara this week you know he's only 7k he's going through a you know substantial touchdown drought but still for a player like Kamara, 7k is too cheap hasn't had a touchdown since week three i mean that stat's been recited a ton every week we've said it's time but you know eventually it is going to be time, and he's gotten eight or more targets in each of his last four games. Played a season, uh, yeah, season high, eighty-two percent snap share on Thanksgiving. He's going to be well rested, ten days of rest, and it is a tough matchup. But you know, the 49ers defense is, you know, it's vulnerable to running backs, especially running backs who can bounce it outside and get on the outside, which is definitely something Kamara can do. And just in terms of like real NFL, this game has a ton of implications in terms of 
you know, the NFC playoff standings. Both of these teams are 10 and 2. You know, this head-to-head could really decide the seeding down the stretch. So I think that, uh, you know, the Saints are going to be giving it, you know, full effort, full uh, full Camara over Latavius treatment because um, they're going to need to win this game. So, I don't know. Camara at 7K with his receiving usage I think is a pretty great play. Yeah, I think he'll get there this week just on his uh, receiving work. And like you mentioned, the Niners have been susceptible so running backs over the last couple weeks. So I actually do like Camara a lot this week. Um, just the thing is, is I don't know if it's possible to fit McCaffrey, Fournette, and Camara. <laughs> no need. That'd to. be dope if you could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fair. I mean, if you you're not playing, uh, you can load <laughs> you up those David Blau lineups. You just gotta <laughs> Thomas. You just gotta. <laughs> punt your receivers like Parrish Campbell will help but then like you just have to you know I mean fuck it get lucky with Kelvin Harmon you know you just got to use your uh your DraftKings loyalty card to unlock some extra salary and you'll be good yeah <laughs> um so who else do we like at running back do we like any of the other high price guys like uh, I like, you know, Chubb. like Chubb yeah I, I like I like Chubb I mean he's leading the NFL in rushing um even over the last, I mean, he's losing, like, his receiving, even though Ben still doesn't want to admit it, he's losing his receiving work to Kareem Hunt. Hey, I love Kareem Hunt. This, this yeah, year. I know, but you won't admit that he's losing his receiving work. Nah, nah, you got it backwards, bro. I said that he was, and then he ended up I never, like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, I, I whoa. said he was. And oh, okay. then I think whatever game that was, he had like three targets for 58. Yeah, that was the Miami game when I didn't want to play him because I thought he wouldn't get any catches, and then he had 28 points. Yeah, whatever. So, Anyways, uh, he's gonna, he's still going to get his touches. I mean, he's still going to average about 20 touches, 20, 22 touches about – and they're gonna blow out Cincy, and Cincy has a horrible run defense. I don't know what they're. What are they ranked in DVOA against a run? Uh, I don't have it pulled. It's up. low. I think it's like twenty eight or thirty. It's really low. Yeah, it's not not that good. So um, so and he hasn't. I mean, he's had one touchdown since week eight. They're six DVOA by the way, bottom six. Bottom six, yeah. All right, yeah. So. Yeah, so he's had one touchdown since week eight. Um, he's due for some positive touchdown regression, even though I don't like saying that. But like, he's due for t- positive touchdown regression, so I'm gonna say it anyways. So I think he yeah. scores a touchdown, gets 100 yards. I think he's gonna be one of the highest scoring running backs on the slate. If you want to fade McCaffrey, I think you go Fournette and um, Chubb, and because it's either like you're probably either playing McCaffrey and. Freeman or James White, right? Like most likely. So if you fake yeah, calf, just well, I go, think it's going to be more of a question of like, are you going to play McCaffrey in a four to five k wide receiver? Are you going to play like Camara and like Adams? Is what it's going to come down to, I think. But right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that at wide receiver. Um, I just want to say real quick, I don't think that it's like a lock that uh, the Browns blow out anybody or that they even win this game like i know cincinnati's trash but you know the browns are hot garbage themselves so i think this game could definitely go either way uh not that that makes trouble bad play but you know i just wanted to say that that's tough i don't think that's possible but i feel that i respect what you're saying but like (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm bugging. Know. Yeah, you're bugging. I don't think right, I got you. I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think they're gonna come close to winning this game. I mean, you want to uh, tout your boy, Tyler Boyd? Nah, we're not. No, a running oh. back, Flash. Oh, oh, Flash got, Gordon. You got you got me excited. I was about to hop all over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Melvin, dude, Melvin. I've been waiting all year to play him, and he's back up to. Uh, he got 20 touches last week. He was one yard away from breaking 16 points, getting that bonus. Um, he's been running all over the place. He's been averaging 4.95 yards over the last three weeks. Um, we know Jacksonville isn't good against the run anymore. Like 31st in DVOA. Yeah. And they just lost Miles Jack. I saw you favor that tweet popped up on my timeline. Make me like him even more. Um, the last couple weeks, what Peyton Barber had two tutties last last week. Uh, Derrick Henry shit on them two weeks ago. Marlon Mack the week before that. This is just going to be f- four times in a row where they just get shit on by a running back on the ground. Uh, Melvin definitely breaks 20 here. Or whatever, 100 yards and a touchdown it is. That's 18. Um, yeah. I don't know. And any catches are going to be a plus. I think Melvin's going to have... A very good game here. Because they don't need to work Eckler. Melvin's going to be gone after this year. We know that. They don't need to run Eckler into the ground. They're, they are eliminated, I'm pretty sure, the, the Chargers, right? I mean, whether or not they're mathematically eliminated, they're out of it. Like, right. Yeah. But I know that they're going to... Melvin Gordon is going to get the bulk of the touches. And Jet, we know Jacksonville is horrible against the run. And they have a – they're road favorites with a 23 implied point total. I love Melvin Gordon. I am playing him 100% in cash. No negotiation. No cap. No cap. No cap. Fuck Larry. That's 0% cap. No cap. 0% cap. I mean – I like everything you're saying. I'm I'm down with it. I don't know if I'm going to go there in cash, but I think that his ownership is going to be low enough that he's going to be a smash tournament play, and I'm all I'm all about that life. Uh, what are you thinking about Gordon, Joey? No, nah, I don't mind Gordon. Honestly, I think he's in play. And nice, just nice. for the Switched people out there, energy. for the people out there, I only run one lineup for cash and GPP unless I make an early only lineup. So mm-hmm. like some of my quote unquote cash plays are a little thin. But like he's gonna be in my cash lineup because I like to have a one, at least one low owned guy, and it's going to be Melvin Gordon. Nobody's gonna play him. I think he's gonna be low. I mean, right now he's projected. He's not even on. I mean, the Chargers projected just, five five percent. Chargers are just. I don't know. The Chargers suck. This is gonna be a close game. Jacksonville's oh, yeah. Jacksonville's going to win this game, but it's going to be like a twenty four twenty game or something like that. It is. Uh, it'll be a heartbreaking loss for the Chargers. Yeah, just like it's going to be like a Lennon Ford not, not 99-yard touchdown with a minute left. Phillip Rivers is going to throw an interception at the four-yard line. And it's it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be the end of Phillip Rivers. Yeah, all, all eight of their losses this year were by one score. So Yeah, what a way to lose last game. week. Cortland Sutton runs over Casey ways. Hayward. Yeah, 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 that's nuts. But, um... 
you know, Jared, you mentioned it a minute ago. Some of the mid-price running backs that I think are definitely in cash play as well. James White and Devonta Freeman. So with each of them, like James White had a ceiling game last week, uh, you know, almost 40 points on DK. Obviously, we can't really expect that. It's by far an outlier if you look at the rest of his season. In fact, it's the only game he had over 20 DK points. But, you know, uh, again, this is going to be uh, a pretty good indication i think of like another game where they're gonna have to pass a lot and they're gonna have to lean on james white you know sony michelle is being you know less and less uh efficient i think as the year goes on um i don't know i mean james white even carried the ball more than than sony did last week so what do you think about uh james white joey as our patriots insider (laughs) (laughs) nah james white is a patriots dick writer (laughs) (laughs) I, I, that's false, but <laughs> um, nah. James White as a as a play on DraftKings was good play, just because of his uh, receiving ability, and he's really the Patriots' uh, only like playmaker besides Julian Edelman right now. Uh, he's one guy that Brady trusts on the offense, and I think I think he's gonna play this week against the Chiefs. Um, but with Sony, like. Sony was uh, doing pretty well on the first drive, and then they just stopped giving him the ball for some reason and got down big against the Texans. Um, so he he might be a sneaky GPP play because he's always in he's always a threat to score three touchdowns in a game. But I mean, if you're looking in this mid price uh, running back range, it's either White or Freeman, and it's really whoever you prefer. But I mean, Freeman is at home against the Panthers, so just in one of the nut matchups on the slate, but he's just so bad. I think yeah, I, I give the edge point. to James White. Part, yeah, so would I. Part of that is because Devontae Freeman has broken my heart so many times this year already, mm-hmm. and I don't think those pieces will ever be put back together for me to trust him. Right. So That's legit. I'm going to have to break up with him completely. Damn. So That's... Yeah, you, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Tough, tough scene going on right now. The real question is: Are you playing Patrick Laird? Of course not. Move on. Let's move on <laughs> to receiver. I don't know. Laird is projected to be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate. Only forty one hundred. You know, on the road. Yeah, yeah on the road. Because he uh, did a DFS podcast this week. The he was ch- a guest. <laughs> so people people are vibing with him heavy. And that was a good podcast. Shout out to Davis Maddock and them for, for putting that together. But, I mean, like, this is just a, a pure, like, case of people wanting something to happen more than it, like, being actually likely, I feel like. I you mean, know? I can see why people are on him because he's the starter now with Balazs going to IR. So he's going to assume. But if the this man was any good, touches. if this man was any good, he would be getting snaps over Balaj because Balaj might be the worst football player in the NFL. I th- yeah, I mean, wasn't didn't, wasn't he like setting a record for being like the most affi- like inefficient running back like ever? He is for carry or he is the worst player I've ever seen touch the field. I don't know he's how I don't I don't know I don't know how he made it to this roster. I don't think he'll I mean, ever come back and ever play another snap in the NFL because he is so bad. I've seen I've seen clips of him ducking passes coming at him. Like some some coaches are just hesitant to play young players because I feel like Laird and 
even Miles Gaskins were better than Mark Wallen and Balage well, uh, when they were throwing they, them two out there on the field. I mean, um, Balage sucks. This dude averaged yeah, I mean, 11 yards wrong. a game. But, I mean, he's just leaving a bunch of touches behind. And Laird is a good pass-catching running back, too. And if he sees 15 touches against the Jets at 4,100, I mean, I could see why people are going to play him. If he if he projects to get, you know, 13 to 15 touches, I think he's a solid cash game play. And, I mean, if he scores eight points, nine points, doesn't hurt you. Yeah, you got to lock in that, that eight to ten points, I think, in cash. So, but my – my thing is like, is he gonna kill me if I don't play him? No, I don't There's think he'll no kill you if you it. play him. I don't think he'll kill you if you if you play him, but he won't kill you if you do play him any bus. I don't know. I, I mean, I get that there's a price gap, but I feel like James White is like Patrick Laird, but with a ceiling and in a better game environment. So that's that. And like, I would also play uh, just GPP. I would I would throw my guy Darwin in contention ahead oh, of him shut as up. well. Bro, so you know, I you texted me earlier. You're like, yo, you can't play, uh, you can't play Laird. Wait, what did you say? Oh yeah, you can't. You said you could play Laird despite them signing Zach Zenner, but like you can't play Darwin because they signed Spencer Ware. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, give me the guy but on the Chiefs. There's a difference out, because Spencer Ware, McCoy, like he's gonna probably lead them in touches this week. Okay, I, I he didn't outplay McCoy. Yes, the Chiefs he did. were up that entire game, and they just threw him in there to tote the rock in garbage time. There's a complete difference. And he looks Spencer Ware is familiar with Andy Reid's system. He was the Chiefs' starting running back last year, right? Yeah, and Zach Zenner cures cancer in the offseason. He's okay. he can learn a playbook in in a couple of okay, days. Okay, buddy. Yeah, Zach Zenner come, coming off his. Off his couch in his in his house. He's the, been on like four Dolphins. teams this year. He ain't been on his couch. Buddy. Wait, Zena cures cancer. Well, he's like Apparently. a doctor working on brain tumors and shit. Oh my god, like, legit. Yeah, I know. What he's, a he's savage. Awesome. Well, yeah. that's what you got to do when you're not good at football. So it's layered season, bruh. Well, I just want to say play so Darwin and GPP. You're telling me Zach Zenner's three carries to negative two yards on the year isn't good. No, uh, it's fantastic. Heard. I, I would just say we should compare it to uh, Spencer Wares. But we can move on here to receiver. WR, a.k.a. wide receiver. Um, what do you guys think about this wide receiver pool? There's a lot of guys at the top end, I think, that are super interesting. I mean, I think Tyreek goes nuts, but that's GPP only. Mm-hmm. I think there's a solid conversation for Michael Thomas, but... I don't know if I want to get there. Um, no, I want to hear Ben. I no, want to hear Ben's little argument I, from Michael Thomas. I would rather hear Joe's argument about why he's a bad play. I think I'm going to run through this, and then you guys could talk, because, like, I'm flowing right now. So, like, Diggs, I'll, I'm good on that, because I don't think these starters play the whole game, and I don't want someone who's not going to play the whole game. Julio, I guess if he plays, go ahead, but I, I honestly don't think he's going to play. But then again, like, he's been out for, like, it's been, like, 13 days now, so. Devontae Adams, I think they, I honestly think they lean on Aaron Jones a lot this game. So, I mean, Devontae Adams is fine. Washington's been good on the outside. But Devontae Adams is just consistently getting 10 targets and 7 catches. So, I mean, he has an insane floor. So, I mean, he's one of the safest receivers out here. But my favorite play on the slate in the top end over 7k is Mike Evans 100 percent 
My <sighs> favorite play. Over the last eight weeks, let me pull it up. Just sent this to Ben. Over yeah, the last Kevin, sorry. Over the last eight weeks, the Colts have given up twenty five point six points to outside receivers, and we know Mike Evans is not playing the slot. And when Mike Evans doesn't have a big week, Chris Godwin does. But the Colts have been insanely good against slot receivers. So when Chris Godwin doesn't have a good week, Mike Evans does. Chris Godwin's going to get locked up. Over the last month, they've had three out of four bad weeks together. Um, I think think they're in play. I think Evans and Godwin are in play at home against the Colts. Mike Evans is going to be the highest scoring receiver. Over seven K, over seven K. You do you got you got to mention though, like you can't. It's not fair to just say that Godwin is a slot receiver. He plays just over fifty percent of his snaps in the slot, but he is you know he plays on the outside just as much. You know, I mean, not nah, as much as Evans, but he plays on the outside guy. a lot. Eh, I'll always. take. I mean, I'll take what? How many? What's the percentage of Mike Evans playing in the slot? Zero, five. I'm sure. I'm sure it's under ten. Yeah, so I'll take 90% of the snaps outside, then 45 or 50, you know? And, I don't know, Mike Evans is just my favorite. I think he goes for over 101 and two touchdowns. He's my guy. He's my he's my, uh, he's my my high-priced guy of the week. I mean, let's talk about some good plays now. Um, <laughs> I want to hear... Joe, you know you're an asshole, you know that? I want to hear Ben's Michael Thomas take before we move on. <sighs> All right, well, look, I mean, we've said it a couple times throughout this show. You know, there's a big three in the NFL right now. It's Lamar Jackson, it's McCaffrey, and it's Thomas. And, you know, look, I mean, if you want to fade Michael Thomas because of matchup in 2019, you know, good, go for it. But there's not a player in the NFL that can go toe-to-toe and cover Michael Thomas. And just look at it. Like, Lamar Jackson was priced down last week facing the same 49ers team. You know, and people got off of it and he was under 20% owned in cash because people are afraid of seeing SF, you know, next to that name on DraftKings. It's just, you know, complete fish thinking. And look, he busted on Thanksgiving for what, the first time all year, but he's coming home, home game after a 10 day break. And we know that the splits uh, are what they are with Breeze at home versus on the road. And Breeze made comments to the media about knowing that he had to get the ball out quickly to both Thomas and Kamara because, you know, that's what they have to do. And they have to do it at a higher rate when half of their offensive line is injured. The entire left side of their line is in shambles. So they're going to get passes off to Thomas and Kamara. They're going to lean on him. You watch any Saints game and it's just Breeze just shooting it to to Thomas. Doesn't matter if he's covered, he's going to catch it. And like, yeah, I know that you think that the 49ers are like whatever, going to stop the receiver, but they've been elite at limiting downfield passes, best in the league, but that's not Michael Thomas's game. His game is low A dot, uh, mid a, mid-range A dot, and just converting on 90% of the passes thrown his way. So, I mean, if you want to bet on Michael Thomas busting in two straight weeks, like, go for it, but he's getting a price discount. It's not like he's still 9K. It's not like it's McCaffrey still 10K. It's like they bumped him down a full thousand from where he's been. So, uh, lock and load. I think the only argument against Michael Thomas is that Devontae Adams is 300 cheaper. But uh, if if you don't want to play Michael Thomas because of matchup, uh, I've got head-to-heads available. <laughs> wow, that was some heat. I felt that. I mean, there's definitely some holes in the argument. I'm not going to address all of them because 
you know, running a little bit long. But I don't think he's a bad play. He pretty much said you were I idiot. just I just think that there's just I, okay. I think there's plays on this slate where you can get the same target projection for thousands of dollars cheaper on DraftKings. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um so let's move on. So, so who are some of those receivers? I mean, you got Devontae Parker, DJ Moore, and Julian Edelman. And all, Jarvis. And Jarvis Landry. All, you know, 1,200 to what, 1,500? 1,500, 1,700 less than Michael Thomas. And, I mean, over the last, uh, you know, let's just say over the last seven to eight games, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, and Devontae Parker, and Jarvis Landry are all top seven in targets per game. Um, Julian Edelman is actually number one, averaging uh, just around 12 targets a game. DJ Moore is top six in every category. Catches, air yards, A dot, um, receiving or receiving yards. So I think DJ Moore is a great play at 7K as well. I think I think there's just a lot of options where you can get the same uh, projections um, instead of Michael Thomas. That's just my opinion on the subject, but. Joey, can I get a Michael Thomas versus DJ Moore prop? Just straight up fantasy points. Winner gets to pick the other person's profile picture for a week. <laughs> no. Oh, you hating? But that's fine. Um, <laughs> ben, I'll give hating. you. Hating. I'll give you a bet. What you got for me? Mike Evans to Michael Thomas. Give me three and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I don't have a funny uh, profile picture for you lined up. Like we can make it. We can make any bet. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have so, to be a, that picture. See me. See me after the show. Got you. <laughs> um, on on what Joey said, like I agree. Edelman's an awesome play this week. I, I love Edelman. Um, DJ Moore, he's fine, I guess. Uh, Parker, agree with that. It's all good takes. All good takes. Um, is there anything you know in terms of value at wide receiver that we like say? 6k or less um i mean there's pascal there's the best player in the nfl at 5900 um yeah how do you say his name tyler tyler ball because all he does is ball yeah i believe that's his name um and he's got the red rifle back yeah lock lock, lock, lock. but um i'm not gonna go in depth about him because i'm not playing him this week but uh, I mean, Jamison Crowder is fine. I prefer Robbie Anderson. Um, I see a lot of AJ Brown talk because of Tannehill. So I mean, I'm not with it, but like, go ahead. It's good for GPP. Um, Russell Gage could be a smash play if Ridley or Julio misses at 4800. Uh, Curtis Samuel GPP and. I mean, you could always take a shot at my guy, John Ross. He's back this week for GPP. It's cheap. He is. He is indeed back. How cheap is he? 46. Pretty oh, cheap. That's not cheap enough. For his upside. Oh, 44. 44. Yeah. For, his up, for his upside? You never know. I mean, one long bomb. He already paid it off. Yeah, that's facts. I mean, he started off the year with two, two ceiling games. Yeah. Maybe, maybe comes back I'm, and does it. And then the value that we're waiting on, if it's TY ruled out yet. Yeah, yeah he's I think he's so. probably not playing, so then we have Paris Campbell. Yeah. 
lock and load Paris Campbell if uh, he's playing, which it looks like he is. He was a full participant in practice on Thursday, so yeah, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a tag. So you said he yeah. was full, he was full on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, okay. and he has he has no tag. So okay, he's going to be. Yeah. I'm guessing he's not going to play in the slot, right? No, he's outside. They might have they might have to play him some in the slot because Chester Rogers is gone as um, well. Yeah. Well, either so, way, the Bucks are like dead last and pass defense. They're they're dreadful. So yeah. And at thirty two hundred, all you need a touchdown pays it off. A couple catches, fifty yards. Like I think he easily eclipses eclipses this, and he has the upside with his speed and his down downfield ability to just completely completely break the slate. <laughs> So 3,200 yeah. with his upside, and it won't kill you because Patrick Laird, this is like a, kind of a pivot off Patrick Laird because, like, Patrick Laird probably won't get over 15. Campbell could easily get over 15. Yeah, um, I, w- I would always take, uh, you know, that gamble on a wide receiver because I think the running back slots are a lot more valuable on, on DraftKings. Uh, Joe, you said, do you know what his snap share was beforehand? You said it before the show. Yeah, he was playing around 70% of snaps, and that was with – you know, T.Y. Hill in there, Ebron there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should increase uh, without T.Y., without Ebron, without uh, Rodgers, and only Pascal ahead of him against the Bucks. Just and just the best uh, value play on the board. It looks like he's going to play. So I'm locking him in um, in my cash lineup. And, you know, him and maybe uh, another uh, cheap guy at tight end can uh, open up your entire lineup yeah um i definitely think that's possible going back to that mid-range that uh you know jared touched on i think that you could definitely play either of crowder or anderson this week i think that you know for me it's a cash first gbp conversation i'd rather go with you know crowder's consistency over the whole year rather than robbie anderson finally having two good games in a row i think you can definitely bank on crowder's uh, just his target share much more being much more consistent versus Robbie Anderson, who had his second hundred yard game of the season last week. Um, but even so, I mean, Robbie Anderson, I think is an awesome play this week as well. Yeah. I just, I uh, yeah. the Miami's just better against slot. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, personally, I don't really care about that whole, are they better against slot? It's their past defense as a whole. Yeah, well, they get torn up on the outside. We just saw Alshon eat against them. Um, I think Robbie yeah. has a higher touchdown, touchdown uh, chance, higher hundred yard chance. It's just like the upside is so much higher. But Crowder is safer, so I will give you that. I mean, it's a toss up, honestly. Whoever you want to play is fine. I won't argue against either. I guess I just like yeah. Anderson more. If you need the 200, it doesn't even matter. 200 isn't going to make or break your lineup. If you need it, play Robbie. If you don't need it, play Crowder or Robbie. It doesn't really matter. Crowder's a perfect pivot off AJ Brown, who I do not like at all. And uh, any interest in Corey Davis? 3.9K in a great matchup. I mean, he's been kind of garbage this year, but should. No, sir. You know, two 20-point games. This could be a spot where we get that in GPPs, maybe. Nah. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't... He's getting... He's just not... He's getting no targets. He has five targets the last two weeks. 
I got your bitch off the zone. He's just getting no targets at all, so it's not... The target share is not even there to take a chance. Mm. Unless... I mean, Adam Humphreys... I mean, Adam Humphreys doesn't get targets either, but he look he's looking like he's going to miss. That's interesting. So, um, I mean, I guess. I mean... I mean... I still wouldn't. Nah, I'm not playing any Titans wide receiver. I just think they're, uh, you know, their their ceilings are very low. I just hope, just in that I hope offense, Henry misses so I can play Deion. With, yeah, if Henry misses, Deion's a lock. But, um, yeah, no Titans receivers are in play. I think you could just play Tannehill naked in cash. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I agree with that. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. And I just mean, a couple fine. of uh, you know deep wide receiver sleepers I think are interesting. One Marvin Jones at fifty four hundred. You know the Vikings can't stop anybody on the outside. Jones has had a pretty great streak against you know scoring touchdowns against the Vikings, and you know you could stack him with uh, David Blau for like super cheap and super low ownership. And then also I like uh, Cortland Sutton. He's been priced up, but he is like. He's reminding me of whatever year that was in Houston where DeAndre Hopkins had like five different starting quarterbacks and he was just a god no matter who was throwing him the ball and yep. he's just making crazy catches every single week. And that's kind of what Cortland Sutton is doing this year. I think that, you know, next year if they're able to get a, a good quarterback, we'll be talking about Sutton as one of the top receivers in the league because he's just like a straight baller. For sure. This is a perfect uh, mini game stack. Um. Watson to Hopkins running back with Sutton. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll get that at pretty low ownership as well. But is there anybody else that we need to bring up at, at wide like, receiver here? This dude Sutton got there on four catches last week. Yeah, Twenty three point four points on four catches. He's he's nuts. He's 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 a stud. Um, GPP. Uh, I mean. You always take a chance on Odell, I guess. I mean, Odell just doesn't have... I don't know what's... Uh, he can't get open, I guess. I, I don't really know what's wrong with him. Nah, um, he's out of Cleveland after next after this season, so... Yeah, he's going to go, go play with Jimmy G and San Fran. Why? What happened? I heard someone else tweet that. I just I just saw a picture of them talking. It's nah, there's just, Literally, just, they just want to start a conversation. Because I think San Fran nah. wanted to trade for him. There's like reports out there saying that he doesn't want to play for Cleveland next year. He's oh. such a fucking baby. Don't um, know how true those are, but he's such a baby. Can't believe um, it, bro. Jarvis is his number one. I don't really see any other GPP plays. I mean, no, not really. All right, um, this you could pay premium for James Washington if you want, but. Uh... Yeah, no. I heard a lot of people wanted to pay. No, who's the other guy? Deontay Johnson, maybe. I mean, they're in the same matchup with pretty similar usage. So I mean, I saw it's his not ownership. the craziest. I mean, he's only forty three hundred, and like he out targeted Washington last week. So. I saw his ownership this morning was pretty high. I don't know. It, oh, it really? went back. It went down. Yeah, it went down. Hmm. Well, that's fine. We can move on to tight end here, and uh, this is a week I think where. Pretty much all of the high-priced guys are not really in play. I mean, maybe Kelsey if you want to go there. But, you know, I think that there's a pretty sweet spot this week, and it's going to be in that uh, 4.6 to 4.1 range. Most of those guys are in play. But number one is Jack Doyle, who, look, we saw it 
last year. Granted, it was a different offense with Andrew Luck, but even so, it's like the way this Colts team keys in on the tight ends when one of Ebron or Doyle is out. It's just they get fed targets, like 10-plus targets per game. We saw with Ebron just a crazy streak last year of getting a ton of targets. And, you know, Doyle in his first game without Ebron got 11 targets, turned it into 6 for 73 and a touchdown. Like, yeah, he was a better play last week when he was only 3.3K, but 4.6 is still ridiculously cheap if, if we can project that role for him and he's in a great matchup. So, you know, Jack Doyle, I think, is uh, an elite cash play this week at 4.6K. I agree. I think that's wherever I think that's where everybody will go at tight end this week. Either Jack Doyle or Ian Thomas. But there was a report out earlier today saying that the Panthers are going to do a committee at tight end. So I don't really know about Ian Thomas's uh, viability in cash games. But if you are paying up for you know McCaffrey and maybe two other expensive running backs, I think Thomas is necessary. Um, along with Paris Campbell to free up salary to allow that. Um, so I wouldn't mind playing him, but if these, if those reports are true and he's only going to play 40 to 50% of snaps, um, he's very, very thin, even at the stone minimum price for tight ends. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a situation like last week with uh, Higby, I don't think. Not at all. But, yeah, uh, I wish they would just say Shout he's a starter. Because yeah, he's no their, he's probably even with Olsen their best tight end on the roster. So I mean, you know, maybe yeah. those reports are just you know it's just a facade and they're just going to play him. Um, I think it's just a leap of faith with Thomas this week and if he fits your build. Um, but other than that, I think uh, I think everybody's sleeping on Kyle Rudolph. He's been one of the most consistent tight ends over the last month. I mean, he's only 200 less than Doyle, so nobody's going to play him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he hasn't scored less than 10 points, uh, like I said, in over a month. And five out of his last six, he's been uh, producing really, really well. So, I don't Six touchdowns in the last six weeks. I mean, just... I just think Indy on the road is going to be behind, so, like... I mean, yeah, I, think Ta- I think Tampa wins this game, so I- they're going to be behind, so they're going to be throwing it. So like, Yeah, I also think if Adam Thielen is back, then uh, Rudolph is out of play because so much of his, you know, viability yeah. comes from touchdown scoring, and they love to look at Thielen down there. But, you know, just shout out to Rudolph for that uh, touchdown on Monday Night Football. Looked like Kirk was throwing it away. He just snatched that shit out of the air. That was really impressive. Yeah, almost as good of hands as me. So, um, moving on to, uh, do you guys have any interest in Vance McDonald and what has proven to be like the nut matchup? You know, I was wrong. You know, I said early in the year, I didn't believe in the, uh, tight end versus Arizona thing. And then, you know, shout out to my guy, Higby that saved all my cash lineups last week or not my cash lineups, but my cash games. Um, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Higby. I mean, McDonald though, like, no, uh, not no, right if he was cheaper if yeah he they was, priced him up so expensive if he was mid to low 3k where he should be right um then yeah i'd be all over it but 300 less than doyle 100 less than rudolph like joey said who was a good play mm-hmm. um nah not i think it. people are gonna play him though that's Legit. fine i, I think they so. will i hope they do last time he was chalky he had one point or whatever yeah i remember i, I mean it, that yeah, just, yeah, screw Vance McDonald, but 
I think people will play him, and you know he'll probably fall into the end zone somehow, some way. Yeah, a little um, shovel pass will stiff arm yeah. somebody and fall in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, that would be crazy. But... He's, it's a no this week. I mean, I think yep. Doyle and Rudolph are better plays, and then I also think Ryan Griffin is yes. a better play than Vance McDonald for 200 less. So Inject I that think... Ryan Griffin into my games, dude. I mean, <laughs> before um, – like we recorded, I was looking at Ryan Griffin. I thought he was going to be more popular than he's projected to be. Um, I think I think he's a good GPP play. I mean, everybody's yep. good against the Dolphins. So. I agree with that for sure. I think that, you know, when it comes to Doyle versus Rudolph, the 200 is worth it because that's such a small amount. But I think, you know, 500 is a legit difference between Doyle and Griffin. Like, depending, you know, you might not be able to get that 500 as easy as you can get 200. So if, if you need it, I would be fine playing Griffin in cash even. I think he's a good option. Yeah, I think he's viable. But I think for me personally, it just comes down to Jack Doyle or Ian Thomas. Yep. Agreed. I think, um, yeah, that, that's it for tight end, honestly. Last yeah. thing, uh, do you guys have any interest in, I mean, Kelsey, Joey? Do you, like, I don't really know what his uh, games versus the Patriots have been. He, he, got, had, he had five for 60 last time they played. Yeah, he's had decent games against the, against the Patriots. Nothing too crazy. I mean, they usually uh, throw Patrick Chung on him, and Chung does a good job of uh, stopping Kelsey and you know, they might double-team him some certain plays as well, especially in the red zone. So, I, I think he is not in play for cash. I mean, it's always good to take a shot on him um, for GPPs, but the Chiefs only have a 22 implied team total, which I would hammer at your local sports book. Um, hammer in which direction? Over, over. I should yeah, say. yeah, agreed. All right. Glad we're on the same page with that. All right, let's move on to DST here. The uh, the old scroll and roll, I think, is definitely in play this week. I mean, there's actually a lot of good defensive plays this week, I think, for GPP that you can, you know, build correlations around depending on what running backs that you're playing. I mean, uh, you know, Texans, 3,300, hosting Drew Locke. Super interesting to me. You know, Vikings at home against Blau. You know, Packers at home against, uh, what's his nuts? Haskins and Saints, I think, as well, 3100 But these are all kind of expensive, you know, in terms of cash. So what are we looking at at the cheap end? Yeah. I mean, paying I like down at defense. I like the Chiefs and I like the Bucks. I don't like paying over 2500 Chiefs, mm-hmm. Bucks, uh, you could always, you're always guaranteed about a turnover two and a couple sacks from Jameis Winston. So you could always play the Colts at 24. Agreed. Um, I mean, the Bucks always seem to make a defensive, a huge defensive play. So the Bucks are a really good play. Um, I mean, Baltimore is always good. Josh Allen will probably turn the ball over, get sacked a couple times. He's been better at turnovers, though. Yeah, I know, but Baltimore that. is just. Yeah. He's not throwing picks, but he could still fumble. Definitely. Like you get hit from behind, you get hit in your blind spot. Or your blind your blind side like it's hard not to fumble so you never know. Um, Arizona against Hodges, I mean that's I, that's the one that I've got right now in my dummy because yeah. you know we're talking about like yeah Duck Hodges he came out, you know he looked decent I think he looked better than people thought he would look looked better than Mason Rudolph which you know isn't that hard to do but um, you know we're talking about a home game against Cleveland 
compared to a road game traveling all the way west against Arizona, I think that uh, there's definitely legit meltdown possibility with uh, Duck Hodges in this spot. Yeah, I mean, if you just don't believe in them, I think the Cardinals are the best play in that range, and people aren't going to be on them, especially with the Bucks at 2,300 at home, you know, going going up against Brissett with some uh, – with some of his weapons out. Um, yeah, but people but are going to have two to three Colts. That's what cash. that's what I was just going to say is, like, I like the Bucks defense as the, that as the best pay-down option. But if I'm playing Campbell and Doyle in my cash lineup, um, I mean, it matters a little bit. Um, in my opinion, it really doesn't because, like, if, say, say they get five sacks, is that going to affect Doyle? If Doyle scores a touchdown or if Campbell scores a touchdown? Well, no, but if you project your you know, your wide receivers or your running backs to do well in a spot, that usually means the defense is going to do very I, uh, poorly. I mean, I Although guess, but they, I'm playing Doyle because I think he scores a touchdown, but it doesn't mean I don't think – I still don't think the Colts score over 20. And Campbell's just a point-per-dollar play. I mean, he's cheap as hell. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I the mean, Bucks are fine, but I'm probably playing the Chiefs just because the Patriots haven't looked good to me, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think they're in play, too. They're really yeah, cheap. Yeah, definitely. But, but that's um, really it. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk about defense. Yeah, agreed. I mean, just, just play whatever fits your build. I mean, there's not really, like, a priority play, I don't think, on the slate. So, um, you guys want to give a 1% play, someone who can – you know, smash a large field GPP that the rest of the field will not be on this week. Scroll I mean, down. I hate to say it, but mine is a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's burned me in the in some recent weeks. Um, but I think Kyle Allen has some uh, large field that is gross. Uh, GPP. That is disgusting. Upside. Um <laughs> At one percent, five point seven k. Nobody's gonna play him. Um, he's had some uh, really good games actually recently. Twenty three, twenty five points, and you know he's playing the Falcons, who do not have a good defense whatsoever. I think uh, he is a you know a decent GPP play at low ownership, especially in a large field like the Millie Maker. Okay, okay. What about you, Jared? Um, I mean, I have two because I don't know why they're projected this low, but Julio's projected at under 2%. And then Eckler's projected at 0.1%. So, That's both of them. If Eckler's going to be projected at one at 0.1%, I'll gladly make a couple GPP teams. Because mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Because he could easily steal a touchdown from Melvin Gordon or Keaton or whatever. I don't know why he's projected so low. He's not even expensive. He's cheaper than Melvin. But whatever. I'm with it. Yeah, that's fair. And then I, I have two as well, both both cheap running backs. Uh, I already talked about Darwin. He is currently projected between 0 and 1% right now. So I would totally lock that in and just think that he is potentially the most talented running back on that team and could uh, – you know, have a, have a good game correlates well with James White as he'll be getting the garbage time touches as well as James White getting the garbage time touches on the other side for the Patriots. And then also uh, 
Alexander Madison, you know, uh, I think that with Dalvin Cook playing, he's going to go completely overlooked and could definitely have a two touchdown game at, at you know, sub 1% ownership. Um, you know, that's definitely by no no means like a core play. But if you're doing something like the Millie, I think that there's some leverage with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's one of the best uh, GPP plays on the board. Vikings have the you, highest implied total on the slate, and they're massive Especially favorites. if you believe, you know, that Cook isn't 100%. Although he right. says he is, but yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ego in athletes, man. But um, what do you guys think is the uh, best sports bet of the week? Shout out to New York. I'd like to lay some of these down from my house, but I'm not feeling the uh, 45 minute drive in the goddamn snow. So uh, this is <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to New York. Um, bunch of donkeys. <laughs> Freaking, what's his name? Andrew Cuomo. He's just total dust, and he needs to go. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's total dust. That's <laughs> he's total dust. Wow. Total. Oh, wow. Um, but I already said mine. I think the Chiefs smashed their implied team total of twenty-two. I like Melvin Gordon's so, over on his rushing prop. I'm gonna guess it's sixty-seven or seventy-two and a half. It's probably something around there. I doubt it's any higher. Yeah. It's not going to be that high. That's good. My, mine's also a Chiefs one. I like Chiefs plus three, so that's pretty simple. I would uh, I would take that. I would also take. Uh, I think I would take the over on the Bills game, or I'm sorry, not the Bills game, but um, the Bills team total at 19. I think that they put up 20 in the spot, but I'm less confident in that. And there's also some bets you could always make Matt Ryan and go over 300 yards because his his pop is usually around. Th- a two ninety nine and a half or three something three something and a half, and the same with Jameis. Um, if you want like a good odds bet, I'm sure that. Um, where is it? Who was I just thinking of? Tyler do- Boyd. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie Anderson to score a touchdown. I'm sure that'll be that'll be plus like two hundred or something. I like yeah. that a lot this week. That's good. By the way, yeah. Jared, he's like under 5% on, so that might under, be a smash. Under 5%? Anderson, from what I'm seeing. Is he? Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm seeing, man. I think that that could be a low-key smash. But oh, um, bet. him and Melvin, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Good week for GPPs this week. Um, but, yeah, thank you it's all for listening. It's good week for GPPs. Hey, okay, listen. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, hey, we're coming down to the stretch, Joey. You have four weeks left to win that. Uh, tough. Is it happening? Tough. Damn. You know, the, the I'll be to Nobody, you know. I think the last unless, four weeks, you just got to switch to FanDuel. Unless you guys expose me, you know, I've really only cashed in one week out of 13 or 12 or whatever, however many weeks it's been in the Millie. Because I'm shooting for first, so I'm making some – you know, some stacks, correlated teams, and they're just not hitting right now, and they haven't been hitting all year for me. That's I mean, me that's the optimal way to play, though. That's the optimal way to play. I think I've had, like, one or two profitable GPP weeks. I mean, yeah, I lose every week. Yeah, GPP, you play to so. win, and you don't play at all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a rough GPP play year, but, I mean, game. it's been a really good uh, cash year, so. Yeah. And that's where most of the money's going, so. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, if you want to sail to the money as well, uh, you know, in cash games, you know, continue to support the podcast You can follow us at, at the DFS dose on Twitter, as well as our individual Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover, B E N H A U V E R guys. Tell them where they can find you. You can follow me on Twitter, you know, Instagram, wherever, Facebook at Joey Carrion. I'm everywhere. LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah, Joey you, you guys you guys need to follow Joey on uh, Instagram. He's really been putting up some fire lately. Big big fan of Joey's latest Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Got to be professional out here, man. Facts. I'm trying to trying Facts. to get jobs. Yeah. No, right. I feel Fuck. that. You're trying to get a job? Who <laughs> a job? Imagine having a job. Yeah. Who yeah. works? Any, who works anymore? Right. That's who works great. anymore? Yeah, it's no, called ga- it's called gamble and get rich or go broke. <laughs> <laughs> the opt- so joey the when DFS i go broke i live with you because pod- you have a job life podcast all right let's get let's get out of here J- jared uh your twitter uh at jared underscore underscore marcus or you can find me on joey's couch when i go broke <laughs> <laughs> on joey's couch <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Let's, uh, you know, sail to the money, go for savage, not salvage, etc., etc. Mm. Have a good mm. week. We will see you next Friday to break down the week 15 main slate on DraftKings. You're...